listening to the Shut the Fork Up podcast with your host and your fat positive big sister, Destiny Murtaugh. Join us for your weekly dose of unhinged FaceTime energy with your bestie, where we talk about literally forking everything. Let's go, bitches. Happy Thursday, guys. Welcome back to Shut the Fork Up podcast. I'm your host, Destiny. And I first of all, I just need to say thank you so much for all of your support and your love on the first two episodes. I checked this morning and we have hit 400 plays in just two episodes with both episodes getting about 200 views, which is crazy. Like those numbers might not seem big, but in comparison to where my podcast was a couple years ago when I had Beached Whale, I would get like 30 views on an episode. And I had way more episodes out. So the fact that it's only two episodes out so far and you guys have been showing it so much love makes me feel so vindicated in the fact that I felt like now was the right time to start Shut the Fork Up and that, you know, I was just ready to be back in my podcast era. And clearly you guys agree because you have been eating it up. I have been living for all of your comments and your DMs and your reactions specifically to the last episode. If you haven't listened to that yet and you want to hear about my unhinged time at a smexy adult club in Toronto, I highly encourage you to check out that episode. It was a lot of fun to film. It was embarrassing. Um, but the experience as a whole was just it, it, wild. So I highly encourage you to go watch that episode. Originally today, I was going to delve into kind of a deeper topic and just talk about my headspace lately and where I've been at. But I woke up in kind of a funk already And I just really didn't feel like opening up that can of worms when I was already feeling very emotionally volatile this morning. I don't know. Like, I just felt like episode three was too soon to start hysterically crying on the podcast with you. So we're going in a different direction instead, which we will get to. But as you guys know, if you've been here for episode one and two, we start every podcast episode with the bad bitch breakdown, where we're talking about things that have happened in pop culture that I just, I want to talk to you about, but it doesn't really fit into the rest of the episode. But it's my fucking podcast. So I've created a whole segment so I can talk about those things anyway. This week, much like the last two, most of my BBB news, it BBB, Yeah, BBB News, Bad Bitch Breakdown News, is centered around music. Clearly, I've just been consuming a lot of music and music is like a big part of my life. The first thing I want to talk about is yesterday, Olivia Rodrigo came online and announced that her new single called Vampire will be out on June 30th. I I love Olivia Rodrigo. Obviously, when Driver's License and Sour and everything came out, I was a massive fan, a massive stan. You know, a lot of her lyrics and her production and the way that she approaches songwriting is very similar to Taylor Swift. We know she was hugely influenced by Taylor and she is a massive fan of Taylor's work. So I, falling in love with Olivia's music felt very natural to me. Um, so I'm very excited for this new single, this new era. I I have a theory. I think it's more going to be about something or someone sucking like the life out of her, the vibrancy, the joy of something. Maybe it's, I don't know, a record label. Maybe it's an ex-boyfriend. Maybe it's, you know, all the drama that kind of surrounded her when she first released Sour and like the lawsuits and everything. So maybe it's more about like the entertainment industry or like this world sucking the joy of songwriting and like creativity out of her. I don't know. I'm really, really excited 
to see what Vampire is going to sound like and what this album is going to sound like. Let me know if you're an Olivia Rodrigo fan and what your thoughts are. Friday of last week was a lot for me personally. Um, I would like to take a rest day after that. Actually, I needed several rest days after that. Two of my favorite singers who I have come to love recently, like near the tail end of last year of 2022. Um, and that is Noah Khan and Renee Rapp. So Noah Khan released the deluxe version of his album Stick Season. And I fucking love Stick Season. Stick Season, the song, was the first thing that I had ever heard by Noah Khan. And I still love it. It's still one of my favorites, along with like the view between villages. Like I love Noah Khan. He was one of my top artists last year. Stick Season was one of my top albums of last year. So when I saw that we were getting a deluxe version, I was so excited, especially since, oh, fuck me sideways. I forgot to turn my ringers off. Hate that for me. Um, but I was really excited about the deluxe version, especially since I knew we would be getting the extended version of the view between villages, which I'm going to be honest with you, didn't hit as much as I thought it would. I don't do great with songs. There's a break from the actual song to play like voicemails or like a voice memo. I don't know. It just it takes me out of the moment. Um, other than Marjorie by Taylor Swift, when her grandmother is actually singing the background vocals on the track. Oh, God, guts me every time. But it just it, it didn't quite hit the way that I was expecting it to the way that the original hits me every single time. What did hit me, though, like a fucking bus completely out of left field was a little innocuous song called Call Your Mom. And, you know, like Noah released this album on July 9th or sorry, on June 9th, right? 69, you know, da, 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 da. He, he's kind of like quirky like that, you know? So when I saw that there was a song called Call Your Mom, I thought it was, I don't know, I thought it was gonna be like sexual, like, oh, like, huh, I'll call your mom up later, see what she's doing, no, 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 you know, like boy talk. What I was not expecting was to get run over by a truck and then to get backed up over by that same truck. Girl, when I tell you, I was fucking sobbing listening to this song. I'm so happy that I made an impulse decision to film my reaction to that specific song. It's like my brain knew that it was going to be fucked up and it was just going to ruin me for life. It's a very deep, very heavy song, which I was not expecting. And it centers around this idea of like mental health and suicide awareness and, you know, holding out for hope and whether you're the friend who has had to have the you know, like, I'm going to call your mom conversation, or you are the friend who that has been said to. It's a very, it's a very painful, raw song, and it broke me. <laughs> it really did. If you didn't know, I myself have some mental health issues, and I have struggled with those thoughts, but I also lost a family member to their mental health, to their depression. Um, so that song it just, it beat the shit out of me in the best way. And what's so funny is, like I said, I had filmed my reaction listening to this song because it's like my brain just knew. And I posted it on TikTok and it kind of like, it blew up. I think it has almost 300,000 views. So, so many people have just seen me cry, which seems to be my brand these days. Because I feel like every one of my videos that has popped off has been me in like a very emotional state. Anyway, so that was no con. So I got hit with that. And then Renee Rapp, who is 
also one of my all-time favorite singers. I absolutely love her voice. She's very theater focused. She has a lot of theater training. She's playing Regina George in the Mean Girls movie. She played her um, in the Mean Girls musical. She's on that show, um, The Sex Lives of College Girls. She's just like a very theatrical person and that comes across in her music, which I love. Like it's not show tunesy in that way. It's more of the emotion and the production behind it. Like it's really storytelling at its finest and the production really lends value to the lyrics and just helps you feel everything throughout the song. It's truly quite magical how she can compose and produce and, you know, arrange a song So her new one is called Snow Angel. I mean, I had no idea what to expect with a title like that and absolutely no background to go off of, but it was beautiful. Her vocals were insane. It just kept building and building the bridge. Everything was just chef's kiss. The last thing that I wanted to talk about in the Bad Bitch Breakdown isn't even pop culture related. I just think it's fucking hilarious and I had to share. Do you know what drum... Hermione. Dramine. Do you know what Dramine? Do you know what Dramine is? I don't know if I'm saying that correctly. Basically, Dramine is like Draco Malfoy and Hermione Granger from the Harry Potter world, which listen, I grew up with Harry Potter. I love Harry Potter. I recognize how problematic the author has been of late. So I don't consciously funnel money into JK Rowling. This was a fan fiction written years ago. It makes absolutely no money for JK Rowling. Therefore, don't come for me. Okay. But this was a fan fiction. (laughs) I came across it on TikTok, but I've definitely been seeing people talk about it since my Wattpad days in like elementary school and high school. So like this bitch has been around for a while. It's called Manacled. And I kept seeing everyone talk about it on book talk, how it's like so steamy and so dark and da 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 da. So I read my first ever Harry Potter fan fiction. And it was great in some ways. I didn't end up finishing it only because it was just, it was too weird for me to be reading about this alternate reality where like the good people lost the war. And I I don't know, it was, it was, it was good. And it was kind of steamy, not as steamy as I was anticipating, to be honest with you, but um, I don't know. And I think that's really funny. So I just wanted to share (laughs) Let's get into the curvy bits, shall we? Mm-mm-mm, the creme de la creme. So I saw a TikTok of Tess Barclay, actually, <laughs> the other day, uh, maybe yesterday, talking about this thing called silent walking, which I- I'm going to get into that in a future podcast episode because I want to try it first. But essentially, this concept of silent walking was kind of introduced by this creator on TikTok. Her name's Maddie, I think. Yes, Maddie. I was stalking her TikTok, as one does once they discover someone new. And I saw that her and her sister have a podcast called OK Sis. So this morning when I was making breakfast, I just clicked onto a random episode and started listening. And I was kind of fucking with it. And I was like, you know what? This is the kind of vibes that I need today for my podcast. So today I'm going to be talking to you about things that I have made my personality. And I am giving full credit to the OKSIS podcast because I am 100% stealing this idea from them. We're going to talk about some of the things that I have made my personality. I feel like these are all things that I talk about or I'm using or you see 
all the time, hence why they're part of my personality. And I thought it'd just be really fun to kind of dive into some of them. Okay, <laughs> thing number one, which will come as no shock to you if you follow me online, is Starbucks. I am a certified Starbucks girly. I love Starbucks. You know, I feel like you know that something is just so connected to your core when you can vividly remember the first time that you ever experienced that thing, right? Like there are so many things. Like I love chocolate milk. Could not tell you the first time that I experienced chocolate milk, right? I love tacos. Could not tell you the first time that I ate a taco, but I can tell you the first time I ever had Starbucks. I was in high school. I was with my friend at the time and her mom. And at this point in my life, Target was still in Canada before all y'all bitches fucked it up. And I will never forgive you for that, fellow Canadians. But we still had Target. And inside Target, there was always a Starbucks. So I was with my friend and her mom. And we were at Target for whatever reason, just like shopping around. They were stopping to get Starbucks. I remember just like being in line, looking at like all these things like Venti, Trenta. Like, what the fuck does that even mean? And all these drinks like my family is not a like go to Tim Hortons, go to a coffee shop kind of group. Like they just... They have their gross-ass instant coffee at home, and that's the extent of it. So I had no idea what I was getting myself into. So my first ever Starbucks was what my friend ordered, because I was like, oh, I'll just take one of those too, because I didn't know what the fuck else to get. So the first Starbucks that I ever had was a venti double chocolatey chip frappuccino. And for the next, I don't know, two, three years, that was my go-to order, because it was the only thing I knew how to order. And it wasn't until I got into university where there was also a a Starbucks, where there was also a Target and a Starbucks that I started to expand my palate a little bit. But I vividly remember that first instant of having Starbucks. And I have a picture somewhere that I had posted on my Facebook of my first ever Starbucks, which I just think is so fun. And like, come on, Starbucks, if you were to sponsor me, or we would work together, like that picture would be so cute as part of the campaign. Like I have photographic evidence of the beginning of our love. That's all I'm saying. So hit me up. (laughs) Okay, kind of coming off of that, I just touched on it. But my next thing that I've made my personality trait is oat milk. I was very much like, no, ew, no. Why would I ruin my drink with oat milk? I'm going to get regular milk, kind of bitch, until I happened to have it one time at Starbucks. And I have never looked back other than that very dark period like last year when Starbucks switched the type of oat milk that they were using and it was absolutely disgusting. I've also started to buy oat milk for home coffees as well. The next thing is the color pink. I've always been like a lover of the color pink. I'm looking at my Yeti right now. That's pink. I have pink accents throughout my room. I have a pink succulent pot over there. And I feel like pink has always been an accent color in my rooms and stuff. But I think it has started to bleed into my life more through fashion. I've very much been a neutral girly for the past several years, pretty much my entire life, to be honest with you, because as the fat girl who didn't really love herself, you know, I wasn't trying to bring any extra attention to me. So I was like, we are not wearing bold colors. We're not wearing colors, period. We got to blend in. But now I'm like, bitch. Pink is my color. And when I was in Jamaica, I wore this shirt and I posted about it. And literally all of my comments were like, girl, pink is your color. It's like, bitch, I know. (laughs) So I am definitely making the color pink my personality trait. You will be seeing it a lot in my branding, in the clothes that I wear, in things that I buy. 
I'm just, I love pink. It makes me feel good. It makes me feel girly. It makes me feel confident. And I won't apologize for that. Okay, my next one is absolutely no surprise. Absolutely none. But I had to include it because duh. Taylor Swift. If you've been living under a rock, hi, hello. My name is Destiny. I am a certified Taylor Swift fan, a certified Swifty, if you will. I have been here since the debut era. I've been through it. I've been through the eras. I have been through the Kanye situation. I have been here through the phone call. If you know, you know. I've been here through it all. She is my main bitch. Her music gets me through life. I'm just, she, she's my bestie. Even though we never met, that doesn't matter. It's on a spiritual connection, okay? She makes me feel alive. She has been there with me through my lowest lows and my highest highs. Like whenever I'm nervous, I put on Taylor Swift to calm me down. If I want to, you need to calm down. <laughs> if I want to get hype, I put on Taylor Swift. If I'm angry, I put on Taylor Swift. If I'm sad, I put on Taylor Swift. Like she is just a part of me. And y'all bitches know that because anytime there is anything Taylor Swift related, I get it in my DMs. I get it sent to me through text. I get screenshots and I fucking live for it. Like that's how you know that you have branded yourself correctly with something that you align with because people associate me with Taylor Swift. They associate me with Starbucks. They associate me with like plus size fashion. And I fucking love that. I love it. Okay, so I put being hit by a car, which yes, did happen. There is a very viral TikTok video of said incident on my TikTok page if you scroll down far enough. But I don't really necessarily mean the being hit by the car part, which apparently is my fucking brand because I met one of you at a concert and she <laughs> brought up the hit by the car incident and everyone brings it up all the time. So I guess that is just my brand now. But more to that is I feel like that whole situation is really just evidence of my people pleasing tendencies, of my accident proneness, of my clumsiness. And all of that is definitely things that I have made my personality trait, not necessarily on purpose, but they are definitely all things that people associate with me. The next one is being an apple whore. Yes, you heard that right. I am again, I'm so sorry for this word, but I am an Apple girly, okay? I have the iPhone. I have the iPad. I have an iMac. I have the AirPods. I have the Apple Watch. I am an Apple girly and I will not apologize, okay? If you use an Android, that's an immediate red flag to me. I could meet my soulmate, okay? Have like the most magical rom-com worthy meet cute moment. And if this man pulled out an Android girly, no. <laughs> I don't think that would really bother me, but like it kind of would because just think like future, future me, not that I want to be a mom, but like if I ever, God forbid, had kids, we wouldn't even be able to have like an iMessage chat because you have a fucking Android. Like those are just two different parenting styles right there. Okay. Like we're immediately not compatible. The fact that I don't even want kids is not the point. <laughs> the point is if we had a family, we couldn't have a family group chat through iMessage. We'd have to do it through like fucking WhatsApp or something. And that's just, that, that. no, that's not my vibe. If you're an Android user, I apologize, but not really because maybe you needed to hear this, that it's a red flag. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited to talk about this next one. This, I feel like this has been my personality internally for a very long time, but externally since like January, maybe even the, like the end of last year. I don't remember when I really started to talk about this. I am a slut 
first met. I talked about this in a, in a past episode. I I think I actually have an addiction. Like it's getting clinical at this point. Um, I am on my 115th book of the year and they've all been smut. <laughs> um, I, I'm just like, I am a hoe for romance these days. I am a hoe for a smutty little story. Like give me the nastiest, filthiest, kinkiest, most degrading, dark book that you can and I will fucking blow through that bitch. I will read that shit so fast. Oh my god. Reading has always been a huge part of my personality. It's always been a huge part of who I am. Uh, You know, but back then, like I said, I think in last episode briefly, that was more like fantasy and science fiction and like young adult kind of things. Your girl has been single her entire life and like many adult women out there, she has found smut and she is just living vicariously through all of these badass women who are getting dicked down on the daily. Do you blame me? No, you're jealous. You're jealous of those women. Just like I'm jealous of those women. I would love to do a full like smutty recommendations podcast episode. Maybe even bring on like a friend who also reads smut let me know if that's something you'd be interested in. Give me a DM. I think you can leave voicemails on this podcast. Leave me a voicemail. Let me know because I would be so fucking down to do a whole like slut for smut episode, like top wrecks, all the things. I would love, I would love, I would love, I love. (laughs) And speaking of reading, I feel like my teenage self would look at me in horror if she saw that I have read exclusively on my Kindle for the past like year and a half because Teenage Destiny was very much like, oh my God, I'm a real reader. I read real books like paperback, hardback or bust. Like what is a Kindle? That's not reading. And now I'm like, girl, I'm going to Toronto tomorrow and I can bring like seven books with me in my pocket. I love it. My Kindle is just so easy. I feel like I was in a huge reading slump in 2021 and it was because I only had physical books. But when I got my Kindle, bitch, shit changed. I got Kindle Unlimited. Again, would be a great time to say that I was sponsored, but I'm not. I've been living for my Kindle lately. It's life changing. And I also have the Kindle app on my phone. I have become a Kindle girly. I can't deny it. I have to live my truth. I have to own my truth. So the next thing that I've made my personality trait is matching sets. I don't know why. I don't know where it came from. I did an internship with this plus size fashion brand in LA and they sent me a bunch of clothes for when I was like making TikToks and stuff for them. And they sent me a couple matching sets because that's a big part of their brand. They do a lot of matching sets on the website and they're just so comfy. They're so cozy. They're so cute. I feel so confident in a matching set. Like you just feel put together. I have this purple set that you've seen multiple times on my TikTok and stuff. I have a green set that is also from what's, um, that is also, well, actually my purple one is from, um, Eloquy. The green set that I have is from What Lo Wants, and I love them. I have a matching set that's a skirt and a top from What Lo Wants. I have just become a big fan of a matching set. Unfortunately, I do find that they're kind of hard to find because just, like, a lot of places aren't size inclusive, right? Like, I keep seeing all these girls now that we're getting to summer, posting like matching sweatshirt sets, which I love. I feel so fucking confident in sweatshorts, but they are so 
hard to find in my size. I think the only pair that I own is from Walmart. Like I see people in these cute ass white fox sweatshirt shorts that are so cute and I would love to have, but they don't carry plus sizes, which is so frustrating. So if you know of any plus size stores that carry cute, comfy, matching sets, specifically sweatshirts, specifically, specifically sweatshirt sets, please let me know because I would love, love, love to get some and test them out. Something else I've made my personality, and I feel like I've been this way for a really long time, but I didn't really think about it until I was making this list. I am really bad at making a to-do list on like four different platforms, on four different things. Like I will make, like today, for example, I made my to-do list on Instagram stories. I made my to-do list on my physical notepad. I made it on my Notion and I inputted it into my Google Calendar. (laughs) It's the same fucking to-do list. I don't know why I feel the need to do it on multiple platforms. Does anyone else do that? I I don't know what it is. I feel like at some points during the day, I'm on my computer more, so it's easier for me to click it off on like Notion or Google Calendar. But then at other times, I want like to physically cross it out because it's more satisfying. I don't know. It's like I can't choose between being a paper and pen girly and being a digital girly, so I just do both. But I'm like, bitch, why? Why are we crossing the same thing off four times? I feel like that came from my days of procrastination. And I say that as if I'm not still the biggest fucking procrastinator alive. But to-do lists? Listen, are they really productive? Or is that just your inner procrastinator coming through who would make the to-do list only to include things that they had already done? Or like the most trivial, stupid things just so you could cross it off and make yourself feel good? Like, oh, woke up this morning, cross it off. Like, bitch, (laughs) be so fucking for real. Like, of course you're gonna wake up in the morning unless you died throughout the night. Like, that'd be awkward. Imagine, like, someone finding that to-do list the next morning and be like, oh, well, they'll never cross that one off. Sucks to suck. (laughs) The Sol de Janeiro pink body spray or, like, perfume, whatever they're calling it. It's the, I almost said shade, not shade, scent I don't know. I don't know the technical term for it, but it's number 68. And I I mean, obviously I grabbed it because the bottle was pink. Let's be so fucking for real right now. But I do really love the smell. I get complimented on it frequently when I wear it. And it's a pretty big bottle too. It was kind of pricey, but I love it. It's been lasting me a while and I wear it literally every single day. So again, did I buy it solely because it was pink? Yes, but it turned out to be great because it smells good. It's cute. It's long last. Oh, oh my God. This is something that I think you guys are gonna be so proud of me for, but I have become, I mean, obsessed is like, mm, am I really obsessed with it? No, but I've really started to love making my bed in the morning, which you're probably listening to this and are like, bitch, I've been making my bed every morning since I was like seven. And listen, my mother would love for me to be able to tell you that I would do the same thing, but I was not that bitch. I have been a messy bitch. I am a messy bitch at my core. I was never the girly who woke up first thing in the morning and made her bed ever, ever, ever. Despite my mother trying to get me to do that, despite living on my own, despite people always saying like, you know, like you really get off to a better start if you make your bed in the morning, like it's scientifically proven, da, 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 da. And I was like, "Mm, no. (laughs) But since moving home, I don't know what it is. Even when I was in Jamaica for the two weeks, I have made my bed every single day for the past like three months. And I mean, I'm still depressed. 
and I'm still struggling quite a bit. Um, but I feel like that tiny little thing has given me like some relief. But yeah, making my bed. Who would have thunk it? At 28, I would decide to be a fucking adult and make my bed every day like a grown ass woman. Pat on the back for me. Okay, and the last thing that I have is I am a sad song bitch. I listen pretty much exclusively to like sad angsty songs. I don't know why. I don't know where this came from. I have been like this my entire life. Like I would be the bitch. <laughs> no way. I'm gonna tell you. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you a funny story right now, okay? So every year my my family are big fishers um so like every year we would go camping go fishing we had like a family fishing derby i would go to father well it was actually like a father and son fishing derby but i a girl went with my grandfather i don't know we made it work but we'd go to like these fishing derbies every year and we went to one in owen sound one year and um i had made really good friends with these two boys and this girl named shannon oh my god i really i've tried to find her on facebook Anyway, it was a wild time, okay? And I will give the full story time another day because it's just so fucking funny to me. Um, but essentially, like, I felt very, I mean, I was like 12, but I felt very romantically towards these two boys. And <laughs> I vividly, I vividly remember being in the back of my grandparents' motorhome at like, you know, like they would have the table and the two booths on either side. That's where we were strapped in y'all in the motorhome. And I vividly remember sitting at that table, leaning against the wall with my MP3 player and headphones. Yes, I'm that old bitch. My MP3 player and headphones leaning against the wall, looking out, like watching the campsite, like disappear as we're driving. <laughs> Looking out the window and listening to <laughs> and listening to Big Girls Don't Cry, full volume and full teenage dramatics, like fully looking out this window, like Big Girls Don't Cry, as I'm like crying because I'm like, oh my god, I'm never gonna see them again. Like this was so magical with they were my soulmate and like Shannon was my best friend. Like that, I was just so dramatic. I mean, I'm still very fucking dramatic, but I vividly remember that. And I have just been, I have always been a sad, angsty song bitch. Like, give me Kelly Clarkson, Breakaway. I'm just a sad song bitch. I don't know what you want to say. Every album of Taylor Swift, her sad songs, like her sad, angsty songs, almost always end up being my favorite. Most of the Taylor Swift songs that are at the top of my list that I really fuck with are her sadder, angsty songs. Renee Rapp, a lot of her music is more of like that sad angsty kind of vibe. I fuck with that so much. Gracie Abrams. I don't know what it is. I'm just a sad song girly. Is that why I'm always depressed? Maybe. Am I gonna stop listening to them? Absolutely the fuck not. It's part of my personality, bitch. Those are all of the things that I could think of at this moment that I have made my personality as of lately or as of my entire fucking life with the case of Taylor Swift. I'm so curious to know if there is anything that I didn't mention that you like automatically associate with me or you're surprised that I didn't mention. Please DM me or like text me if you have my number because I'm so, so, so curious. And also let me know what some of your things are that you have made your personality. Thank you so forking. <laughs> Thank you so forking much for listening to episode three, damn, 
of Shut the Fork Up podcast. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. Do not forget to review and rate the podcast. So if you're on Spotify, there is a little star that you can just click and then it'll give you the option of like selecting whatever star level. I mean, we would love if you'd give us five stars, but obviously like whatever your authentic experience is, would love if you would rate us there. And if you listen on Apple Podcasts, it would mean the absolute forking world to me if you would take the time to not only rate the podcast, but also to leave a written review, which is something you can do only on Apple Podcasts. And those reviews and those ratings have so much weight when it comes to the podcast world. And I would just love to hear your feedback. And I would love, love, love if you could take the time and leave a written review it would just mean so much to me. So yes, please do that. Don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel where you can find the video version of these podcast episodes. Um, it's currently on my personal channel. It's your desk. Don't know if I'll ever make a podcast one, but that's where you can find them for now. Again, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at shut the fork up, fo- shut the fork up pod. And you can follow myself on Instagram and on TikTok at it's your desk. And yeah, thank you so forking much for being here. I hope you have an amazing weekend and I will see you next Thursday for episode four of Shut the Fork Up. Bye! Thank you for listening to the Shut the Fork Up podcast with your favorite host, Destiny Murtaugh. Don't forget to rate and leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. And to follow your host on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at It's Your Dust. Do not forget to be a bad bitch and we'll see you again on Thursday.